Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out, so I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. Wow. <laughs> Too much energy? That's a lot. But I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you. Share your comments and thoughts and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we're not experts. We are just podcast hosts, and we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Let's kick things off with a recommendation. I like this one. Here we go. Hey, Kate and Dory. Okay, finished my order at the drive-thru, and uh, I just wanted to make a comment. I'm a little late catching up on episodes, but just listened to um, the episode with Vanessa Marin, and I thought it was fantastic. Uh, And just a comment for 
any women who think that they can't orgasm. Um, for years, I thought that climaxing was out of my physical ability. Um, and I finally just bit the bullet and bought a magic wand, like a Hitachi OG magic wand, like the kind that you plug into the wall. So highly, highly recommend that. And for no other reason than to teach my body that I actually can climax which then sort of opened up a Pandora's box of uh, other fun sex stuff. So also it's really, really great for um, sinus headaches. Like I put it on my uh, nose and around my cheeks if I'm having a sinus headache. I also use it actually as a massager sometimes. So if I, you know, have a backache or whatnot. Anyways, it's great for all kinds of bits and bobs, uh, but mostly it's great at a very intense and very quick orgasm, particularly for people who think uh, it's out of the realm of possibility for them. Thanks so much. Y'all are the greatest. Bye-bye. Do you clean it? No. Why, why would you? <laughs> if, I mean, if you're just, if you're like, oh, I need to massage my sinuses. After, After you, you have that orgasm, orgasm, you just get under their sight. You pop it on your head. Okay. All right. And good then to, you pop it on the back. Good to know. I mean, hey. I guess it's all your body. It is all your body. Yeah. It's all that good stuff. Okay. I have never tried in a Hitachi wand outside of just being at Sharper Image and seeing them there. Oh, And like sure. picking one up and being like, ooh. Mm-hmm. They were they were marketed as massagers, right? Yes, but yes. like there is a very infamous Sex in the City episode because that is Samantha's vibrator of choice. I mean, it looks like a plunger, like a teeny kind oh, of that's plunger. Right. Yes, I would definitely give it a go, though. Sounds fantastic. I mean, you could probably get Hitachi to send you one. Hitachi, <laughs> do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> do you want to send me one of your massagers, and then I'll tell you how about cures my sinus headaches. <laughs> Uh, uh, great. No, I, I mean, I, and all joking aside, like I, we ha- all agree that having an orgasm is a valuable part yeah. of life and, um, we appreciate recommendations for what helps you get there. Yeah, so I'm so excited that this listener f- figured out what works for them. And this is, it's kind of a holy grail product in the world of orgasms. Yeah. Wouldn't you say it's a holy grail vibrator? Yes. But like, yeah, yes. Like when we do an episode on holy grail products. The Hitachi wand. We'll be in the we'll vibe in category. It. Okay. Oh, we'll have a vibe category. FYI, we're having a vibe category. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> An email, Dory. Yes. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm a bit behind on the podcast, but I just listened to episode 84 where you talked about people who shower in the afternoon. I'm an archaeologist, so I can get pretty sweaty and dirty during the day. And in the summer, the very first thing I want to do when I get home is take a shower. In the winter, I'm pretty covered up and not as dirty, but a hot shower warms me up and fixes my hat hair. I do run into the problem that I don't really know when to do skincare steps, though. In the morning, I use vitamin C moisturizer and sunscreen, and in the afternoon, wash my face in the shower. But then in the summer, I'm going right back outside for socializing or outdoor activities, so I just put on more sunscreen. I don't usually wear makeup, and I don't feel the need to wash my face again just a couple hours after showering. In the winter, it's dark by the time I get out of the shower, so I do more of a routine with serums, etc., and don't need more sunscreen, but I'm in that weird transitional time here in New England. This, to me a micellar water. Like when I've done that thing where I've like showered at two and then I, yeah. and then like at 10 o'clock I'm washing my face. Sometimes I just give myself a little swipe mm-hmm. with uh, my bioderma micellar water. Micellar, micellar. Micellar. Never figured it out. Um, but what would you do at two? That I think that's what she's asking. 
at 2 p.m., I would I would still be sunscreening even in a weird transitional time. Oh, totally. But would you would you use your vitamin C moisturizer again? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I probably would. Oh, really? Yeah, because presumably if it's like 2 p.m., like you have hours until bedtime, right? Well, they specify that it's a vitamin C moisturizer. It's not a serum, right? So they're not doing vitamin mm-hmm. C serum and then a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess if it's your if it's your moisturizer, it's probably fine, right? Yeah. If you were I wouldn't double serum. Okay. But she says in the winter, because it's dark when she gets out of the shower, she does more of a routine with, with serums. the serums, yeah. yeah. And don't need more sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair because it is basically nighttime by three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that's true. That is tricky. It does kind of throw your day. Right. And then are you doing like three skincare routines a day? That's why I think you need um, like a recess skincare. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, does, that does that make sense? Like a, like you have your lunch break, but then you have a snack break. This would be like the snack break right. of skincare. Right. So it's not the full routine. No, like a swipe and then a squish of moisture. Or mm-hmm. even, what about just like a spritz of mist? And sunscreen. And sunscreen. All right. We have a voicemail suggestion. Great. Hi, Kate and Dory. My name is Anna. I live in New York. And I'm calling in with a recommendation, actually, of an activity to do with a group of friends or, you know, really anyone that you feel um, comfortable and close with. And that's to host a vision boarding party. I've done this twice now. Um, I'm 24. I did it. No, I'm not. I'm 23. I did it in college, and then I did it just last week. And um, especially as someone who moved and just kind of established a new girlfriend group, it's such a fun, grounding thing to do. So, yeah, I basically just went to a craft store and got a bunch of cork boards and really beautiful paper and supplies. And then you have everyone over, have some snacks, we ordered pizza, um, and everyone just vision boards together, and it's super positive. You get to hear about all your friends' hopes and dreams, which is lovely. Um, and it just, I feel like it filled me up for the week being an ambivert. It definitely made me feel supported and loved, and it's also a really lovely thing just to have in your space every day. I now have two vision boards, one cork and one magnetic. Um, so I really, really recommend that. Also, shout out to my best friend who lives back home in Wisconsin, Darcy, who showed me this podcast. It brings me so much joy and um, grounds me in my week. So thank you both and have a great rest of your week. Oh, thanks, Dars. Thank you. I also love that she said as an ambivert. Oh, I heard introvert. Oh, I thought she said ambivert. Either way, it's interesting. Yeah. As an ambivert, that would mean someone who's both introverted and uh, yeah, extroverted. I, believe so. I mean, that's how I identify. Yeah. Is that also how you identify? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, lo- I do like making a vision board. I feel a bit shy about doing it in front of other people. So this might be a good practice. Oh, interesting. Just because you, you are being very vulnerable because I feel like sometimes the things that we hope for, aspire for, wish for, or even set out as goals can be very personal. Yeah. It's almost like, in, yeah. you know, admitting that you believe in yourself in such a deep way can, yeah. can be... Oh, just very vulnerable. Yeah, that's true. So I like that you do this with people. And it's also interesting that you did it with a new gr- group of friends. Like, totally. What a way just to like get to know Talk each other. Talk about icebreaker. Mm-hmm. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I 
I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Okay. This next email speaks to me. I love this one. All right. In response to your conversations about home clutter, cleaning, and organization, I've found continued success in keeping a tidy home by following the advice slash teachings of minimalists and simple living voices. I am by no means an actual minimalist. I need a variety of facial scrub options. But I found their mindset of simplifying life to be a revolutionary force in keeping a clean, calm home, and as a result, a positive effect on my personal well-being. 
When listening to your recent conversation, I kept thinking of the simple living line of advice. Line of advice. If organizing your stuff worked, you'd be organized by now. Whoa. This resonated with me very deeply. Yep. You have to get rid of it and be ruthless about what comes back into your home. If you'd like to learn more, a few of my favorites to start with, each with a variety of tools available, books, podcasts, even just helpful posts on Instagram. Courtney Carver, Be More With Less. Danae Barahona, Simple Families. Rochelle Crawford, Abundant Life With Less. Erica Lane, Life On Purpose. I'm going to look into these books on my Kindle because I don't want to acquire any additional books. Oh, there you are being ruthless again. <laughs> um, I just loved the the line of if organizing your stuff worked, you'd be organized by now. I mean, I read that and I, I it just it really hit me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And also felt like a little bit of a relief because mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. Maybe this yeah, doesn't like work. release yourself from that. And being ruthless is hard. It is very hard. It is very, very hard. Here was another clutter related call. Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, you guys are fab. Listen to you all the time. You're keeping company on a late night drive right now. Um, and you guys are talking about organization and doing like a quick 10 minute cleanup. And something that's really worked well for me is definitely this 10-minute cleanup at night or in the morning, like, while I'm doing my get-ready stuff. Um, But also, I have picked a drawer. I made it a weekly goal to pick a drawer or a cabinet, just one, every single week, and clean one out because it feels very manageable, very tackleable without being overwhelming, and then you slowly just work through everything. And sometimes it's a big thing, like a big hall closet, and sometimes it's that weird cutlery drawer that you have in your house that needs to be reorganized and thrown out. So just a thought. Hope you're well. Thanks so much. Bye. Great. There's so many drawers. So many drawers. I could tackle in the drawer a week. Yeah, same. I don't even have a hall closet. Do you? Yes. You do have a hall closet? Like a closet for coats and stuff? No. We it's like a it's like a storage closet. It's where like what do we even have in there? It's the catch all closet. It's the catch all closet. Because there's like no storage in the house. Yeah, we don't have any real any real storage either. Which is probably because people a hundred years ago did not have this much stuff. There was no fast fashion in nineteen twenty eight. Exactly. They didn't need huge closets whoa wow <laughs> just got really <laughs> upset about that rain it in no no but i think Shafrir. That's a, no Shafrir, let it out <laughs> you just let it all out um but you know this sounds so simple but like right they didn't have as much stuff i'm always complaining about how my house has no storage but in fact Maybe it has the perfect amount of storage. And you have too much stuff. Yes. Dory, yeah, you, so you seem kind of shook by this. I, I'm kind of shook. Like, I feel like I've thought about this, but in a negative way. Like, oh, there are no closets like, in our oh, house. there are no closets in our house. Like, people used to not have much stuff, but now they're not good for our current age. And now I'm like, wait, maybe the people a hundred years ago had like they were onto something. I'm reframing the narrative 
of the storage in my house. Maybe you don't need. And saying maybe, maybe my house has the perfect amount of closets and storage and I just have too much stuff. And maybe I need to adapt the amount of stuff I have to my house and not make my house try to adapt to the amount of stuff I have. In other news, <laughs> how do you break up with your hairstylist? Mine is a family acquaintance and my husband booked me an appointment with her when I moved to town and desperately needed a haircut. This was over two years ago. Since then, I've seen her religiously every six to seven weeks. She's done my due for our wedding and we've developed a very sweet relationship. She's my mother's age and she's been styling her about as long as I've been alive. So she's very experienced. However, my past several appointments have been less than satisfactory. She either cuts too much, the layers feel choppy, my highlights are sloppy and don't cover my roots, and I have to go home and restyle it again myself because she leaves frizzy ends and creases with her flat iron. She's soon selling the salon to one of the other stylists and opening her own independent salon across town. I would much rather continue going to the existing salon and switch to one of the other two stylists who are also in their 30s, know the current trends and styles, and I've seen their exceptional skills. My stylist has already commented about our future appointments at her new shop, so I'm terrified of hurting her feelings. How do I handle this breakup? Do I just not schedule future appointments and once she's moved, book with one of the others, or do I confess the truth? So I've thought about this email a lot since I read it, and I know I'm usually a proponent of direct confrontation, but I'm going to advise passive aggressiveness in this instance. Well, now consider me sure. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm going to, I'm going to advise ghosting this hairstylist. For, for just because it's too much to get into it. Yes. I like, okay. You say she's a family acquaintance. I guess I need to know how close of an acquaintance she is. Like, are you going to run into this person? It sounds like this person lives in a small community. That's yeah. that's why the ghosting part. If if this person lived in like Paris or Mexico City right. or a very large I, place. I retract my ghosting suggestion. You're right. But I, I guess I don't think you need to be fully truthful. I guess is what I'm, maybe that's what I want to say. Would you, how would you, like, you're, are you suggesting, like, if there is a reasonable excuse you could give this person? Well, you do say it's across town. Perhaps it's not as convenient mm -hmm. as the current salon. I mean, I also think you can just say, I mean, the, the challenging thing for me is that you're in a professional relationship with this person. Yes. And so I think it's fair to say, like, you know what? I just think that so and so, fits my needs more for what I want my hair to look like. You're you're wonderful, but I want to go with this person who's my age. The challenge is the acquaint the, Would that you be able to have that conversation with a with someone who you your family also knew? Well that's the problem is like you it's it's in addition to the fact that you're paying them for a service, they're also a family friend. And it sounds like they're a family friend of this person's spouse because it said my husband yeah. booked me an appointment when I moved to town. I used to really rely on ghosting because I'm so par uh, so terrified of confrontation and of disappointing people. Yeah. But in this situation, I actually think I would choose the path of, of oh, direct is, communication. That is a kinder path. Because I For think sure. it's also rather than you having to then live your life like of hoping right. not to run into them and making up an yeah, excuse, yeah, I just yeah. think you have to have the hard conversation. And if this person ends the friendship, then so be it. 
Yeah. I would maybe give your husband a heads up though that you're going to do sure. this. Sure. I just think there is a there's a totally polite and kind way to say to someone you know what? It's, I love everything. Like I really have liked what you've done for me, but I would love to try somebody else. And I know this might be awkward or hard and I wasn't sure how to say this, but I'd rather be honest with you. I'm going to go see, you know, try out so-and-so at their salon and just see how that goes. See, you are a mature person. I don't know if I would actually have the courage. I, I mean, this is advice I'm offering to another person. Mm. Would I have the courage to do this? I don't know. It's scary. And that that relationship with a, someone like a st- hairstylist or the, I don't know, the person who does your nails or whatever, these kind of, you do form a friendship, even if you know, they're not a family acquaintance, you know, and it yeah. can, and like a therapist too, it can yeah. feel personal. But it's also, a, it, like you said, it is a professional relationship. So, you know, theoretically, it should be fine to just not schedule future appointments with her, but I guess you can't really do that. This is actually a perfect segue to this voicemail that we have here. Great. Because this is a therapist who called in with communication tips, specifically about a previous uh, listener email. But I feel like this could apply in this situation. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Caitlin from Virginia. Um, I was just listening to your most recent mini episode and I thought I would call in about, um, the caller who, whose friend was being critical of her parenting. Um, and Dory, you gave some good advice about, um, sharing how you feel. Um, but I noticed when you gave the advice, um, I'm so I'm a therapist and I teach communication skills all day long. And I think people often do when they say try to make an I statement, I feel whatever, is they say I feel like you, whatever. Um, and that is not actually sharing a feeling. That's kind of like a veiled accusation that often can cause the other person to respond defensively. Um, so rather than saying, I feel like you've been critical of my parenting of Juliet lately, what's going on? Um, I would recommend that the caller say something like, you know, I feel defensive when you make comments about my parenting and I really respect you and your judgment. And, um, so when you give me suggestions like that, a lot of the time it makes me question my own parenting ability and I feel like that ends up making me a worse parent um so to to kind of like highlight the actual feelings that she feels when um when her friend makes these comments because they can go back and forth all day arguing about whether or not the friend is actually being critical right um but they can't argue about that when the friend makes those comments the caller's feelings are what they are um And then another suggestion, if the caller wants to set a boundary, a lot of times when people are setting boundaries, they use the word but. Um, You know, I really value your friendship, but I'm going to need for you not to make comments about my parenting of Juliet, right? Um, And I just, something that I suggest is that people use the word and. Um, I really value your friendship, and um, I'm going to have to, and and I would prefer that you not make comments about my parenting of Juliet unless I explicitly asked you for advice. Um, anyway, I just wanted to, that's 
what I was calling to say. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. Um, thanks for making the podcast. I really enjoy it every week. And um, I hope you guys have a good day. What great advice. So in this back to the hairstylist situation, I've really enjoyed having used my hairstylist and I've decided to try someone new and see how that goes. And that person is the people who are at your old salon. And bye. I mean, I, what I know that I'm not. I'm not trying to make. I mean, that is. I think that does sound better. Yes, of course. Than, it but does. I thought this was really good advice yeah, for totally. any sort of communication, and it pl- applied so clearly to the previous uh, hairstylist conversation. So thank you, listener, for that. I feel tips. like a jerk about my original advice. But but why? I mean, you could also ghost in an in this way. No trying to back you up here no i don't think you should feel bad about your original advice these are really awkward situations and often that is how we navigate them and oftentimes it's for the best to do it that way yeah all right i'm gonna think about this again if the listener was living in a large metropolis i know ghosting would be easy i ghosted my last hairdresser i have to think i would love hairdressers to weigh in here what do you want to do when clients have decided Great to move on? Anybody, therapist, hairstylist, makeup artist, whatever, whoever it is when you have this kind of client relationship, what's the best? How do you like to be communicated to about this stuff? Great question. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to we take go. another short break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it, and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed, They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. 
Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How about this next question? It's a it's a doozy. It is. But I have thoughts. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Great. All right. My question is geared towards both of you, Kate and Dory, and your listeners who are mothers or care for children. I'm wondering what ways people try to care for themselves in the early years of their children's lives. I currently have an almost three-year-old and a seven-month-old. I have a full-time job in healthcare. I have a supportive spouse and the help of a wonderful babysitter, but essentially there's no time for things outside of work slash childcare. I'm not exaggerating. My children wake up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. and the infant still eats at least once overnight and the toddler often wakes up crying two to three times a week. Although my husband and I divide and conquer overnight awakenings, we can never get a full night's rest to allow for getting up before the kids for self-care. Similarly, after I rush home from work to spend an hour or two with the little ones before their bedtime, the protracted bedtime ritual leaves little energy to focus on any self-care. As a result, my energy, diet, and our relationship suffers. So in essence, how do other individuals in my position find time to carve out self-care practices? Something you do during the day or even with your children, evenings out are challenging due to limited evening care support, a toddler who refuses bedtime, and honestly, some guilt about more time away from kids. Children have been the biggest joy and blessing, but also the biggest challenge, and I have a hard time seeing a future where I won't be caring to the immediate needs of a small person essentially around the clock, although I'm told it gets better. I love that some of your guests have addressed this, but would love to hear from you, com- your community as well. Listener, I am a parent of two children who are now elementary school aged, but they are two, about two and a half years apart. So like roughly the same. Roughly the same. Yeah. And... The time that you are in, I would say specifically right now, is the time that almost destroyed, almost wrecked me. I mean, it did wreck me. I was in a really rough emotional, mental, physical space when my second child was an infant. It is really hard. And I did not really start to feel um, reconnected with myself and able to practice real self-care care practices until my second child was almost three years old. And this is a combination of my career at the time. Um, I was working full time. It was really busy and I often had to work really late nights and overnights and all sorts of wild stuff. And my husband's job, I mean, it was, it was similar to what you described, exhausting. And we were also fortunate to have, you know, be able to have a babysitter and that sort of stuff, but in childcare, but it did not, um, it, it did not negate the exhaustion. So I will say, yes, it does get better too. I will say it's really hard and it can be really hard for a little while. And three, one thing that I have had to think about a lot when in, in relation to guilt about spending quote more time away from my kids is that you can 
you have to take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of other people. And that can apply to anyone. Doesn't just mean a person with children. It means being a good manager. It means being a good caregiver to um, an adult parent who might need you or a sibling or someone else that you look after. You have to find time to care for yourself in order to then be there for your kids. So if it is possible for you, my suggestion would be to take one night, even one night a month away from the bedtime routine. And I would say maybe your partner might also want to have this opportunity and go do something for yourself, whatever that is, reading a book in the library, going for a walk, volunteering, getting a manicure, I don't know, whatever, exercise, just start finding it. Like find, connect with your partner on this and figure out ways where you can each carve out time and the other can handle two kids at a time, even though I know that's can be crazy. Um, I wouldn't try. I mean, it's lovely to do things with your children, but is that really going to feel good? I know like anytime I ever tried to do any sort of self-care practice with my kids, it's not relaxing. No. Something you can do during the day. Do you work in a place where you can take a break at lunch and read a book for 15 minutes? Do you work in a place where you can take a walk around the block? I mean, those are the little eat outside. Just go stand in the sunlight for five minutes. Even like window shopping, I sometimes find mm-hmm. mentally relaxing. relaxing. Yeah. yeah. An episode of Schitt's Creek does it for me. I know, I know I talk about it too much, but so that's a lot of info. I don't know if any of it is useful. Dora, do you have thoughts as a person with a new child? I do. I don't know how this advice is going to be received because I know it can be slightly controversial, but have you thought about sleep training your seven-month-old? And not having them wake up to eat during the night. Because I think by seven months old, unless there is a medical reason for them to be eating during the night, I do not believe they have to be eating during the night. So if you are able to train them to not eat during the night, that might help you get some better sleep. I would also maybe suggest hiring a sleep consultant to help you with the toddler. Um, with the toddler's bedtime routine, then also the waking up two to three times, waking up crying two to three times a week. Oh, I first read that two to three times a night. I did too. I did too. It's two to three times a week. Um, so that might help you as well. I know that, um, I know that people with toddlers around this age have sometimes have success with the, um, okay to wake clock. Mm, I never tried that. Um, where, you know, they can't, get up until they see the green light. So, you know, your, your baby would be waking up, probably still be waking up early, but maybe you could get another half hour or 45 minutes out of your toddler staying in bed, possibly. I don't know. Um, that's a tough time. My, my youngest woke up in the middle of the night up until like, I would say until she was about five years old. It was a lot. She just had a hard time sleeping and dreams and crying. And it, like, yeah, like I said, this these suggestions might be yeah. totally worthless, but um, perhaps they are worth looking into because yeah. it sounds like the interrupted sleep yeah. is very stressful. That's brutal. Um, I know for me, once Henry started sleeping through the night, I just felt so much more human. Um, you know, the, the, even if I wasn't, if, even if I'm not getting, you know, a ton of sleep, 
being able to get uninterrupted sleep is is just so important to your mental and physical well-being, I think. So I would I would do what you can to try to cut out that night feeding. That would be my my first real suggestion. And you know, if if you're nervous about it, I would say talk to your pediatrician. Um maybe they have some advice, but but yeah, that that would be my sort of practical advice on this front. I do think talking to your partner and finding a way for like working out even what like a weekend morning, a Sunday yeah. morning, carving out a time where you each have a way to get some you time in yeah. is is so crucial. And I and I will say as a person whose kids are a little bit older, I I understand how it can the the guilt of not being there every you know for every second that you can can feel very heavy. Your kids will will be fine. Yeah. They will be okay. They're gonna value the quality of time you spend together, not the quantity. All right, we've got one final listener comment. Great. That kind of relates. Hi, Kate, Dory, Sammy, and the rest of the pod gang. Um, I'm calling because I was inspired in a couple of ways to start a morning routine. It started when I was inspired by a Facebook post that someone posted about waking up early to exercise before work. So I started doing that, which is not like me. I'm not a morning person, but I started waking up at 5.30 a.m., doing a yoga with Adrian video before work, and then sitting down and doing a quick journal in a six-minute diary, which is ask you a few questions in the morning and a few questions at night to kind of do a quick gratitude practice. I'm really enjoying that. And then today I had a meeting off-site for work, and normally when meetings end early, I would call my boss and, you know, try and make myself useful, go back to work. Today, I decided I wanted to go home and watch Downton Abbey. So I didn't text my boss. I just went home and it felt great and it was fine. And I just want to thank you guys for contributing to conversations about self-care and making me feel empowered to do things that are pleasurable and do things to take care of myself. I just think it's a really important conversation for the world. And yeah, thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Oh, love you too. Love you. I love your morning practice, listener. Love it, love it. This is kind of what I'm constantly working on, but I love rising in with the dawn and just being mm. alone. Hmm. Well, we have really covered it all. We truly have. Thank you all for bearing with us. Remember, we started with the Hitachi wand, and now we're ending with self-care in the morning, dare I say. I mean, I see where you're going. The Hitachi wand could be part of your morning self-care. Totally. Hitachi call us. Well, on that note, we will talk to you all Bye. very soon. Bye. Bye.